Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Velvet Machete Leadership Podcast. Become a confident, compassionate leader while sharpening your brand from the inside out. It's time to gear up to learn from expert guests and your host, Amber Hurdle. Welcome or welcome back to the Velvet Machete Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and I have a special guest for you today because he happens to be a personal friend of mine and yet another brilliant person here on this show to help serve you on your path to becoming a confident, compassionate leader. So let me tell you a little bit about my friend, Jerry Torresk. He he is the president of Pro Advisors and can be reached, we'll get into more of that later, but reached at jeremytorisk.com. And um, we're going to be talking about the act, acting at the speed of instruction today. So adversity is nothing new to Jeremy, who recently sold his share of a very successful telco construction company. And after 30 years of extreme ups and downs in the telco industry, is now a professional speaker, author, and labor to leadership, business advisor, and leadership coach. He is a father of four well-adjusted and driven kids and is married to a kicktail real estate queen, Christy, who I happen to know and also agree with that sentiment. And um, again, he's my personal friend. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on here. I've been looking forward to this particular episode all week. Awesome. Well, so last week we recorded for Jeremy's podcast. So um, this is what happens when you have a lot of smart friends as you get to talk to each other on each other's shows. <laughs> it's it a symbiotic fun. life we have here going. That's right. So um, Jeremy and I are in a um, in a similar or in a group together and he's newish to the group. And so I kind of was like, hey, let's go to dinner. And so I was able to really get to know him and Christy when we were all in Las Vegas at a conference together. And, um, and we got to hang out and anytime you break bread, right. That's a good thing. Yeah. Especially at uh, Vegas. Cause break, breaking bread is so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> we went to especially, a divine steakhouse. It was very, very and when good. you're an, in, um, I'm an IF guy, right. I do intermittent fasting. So when I get to just sit there for two hours, talking to a group of people and feasting like that, it's, uh, it's my time. Yep. I'm back on IF on Monday. We got to get through this birthday first though, brother. <laughs> that I'm, I'm not going to not do my thing for my birthday, no. but so let's dive in. Um, so your whole concept is acting at the speed of instruction. So before we really unpack that, just kind of give me the philosophy of, of why is that a thing for you? Like Velvet Machete is my thing. This is your thing. Tell us about that. It's one of them. It's just a, it's just a term that I heard years ago from one of my coaches, Matt uh, Therat, and it really impacted me because it's really just the crux of everybody's failures. One of the main parts of uh, the cantilever that puts them over the the edge of failing is putting the hard stuff off. Mm. You know, they want to do the easy stuff. They want to do the stuff that's fun. They want to do the stuff that's uh, um, that makes the biggest you know splash. But it's the details and the hard stuff that really makes the difference. 
in succeeding or, or failing, especially if you get into bad habits and on a long-term scale, scale, if you do the hard things first, like eat the frog with Brian Tracy, frog, yeah, it just sets you up, you know, for that much uh, more. And so, you know, I was talking to someone today about uh, getting together for virtual coffee is something that we do. And I said, what's your email address? And as he was doing it, I put it right into the app and sent him the, the link. Because I'm not going to say, okay, I'll, now I'll send it to you later. I'm doing it right now, mm -hmm. right? Because that's where I am right now. If I put it off, I won't do it. So It won't happen. That's what it's about, doing yeah. everything at the moment. And, it, and it's not the instruction, obviously, from other people, which you have to do, but it's also listening to yourself. Mm -hmm. you know, tell you, you think about something, act like it's your boss telling you. Yeah, I had an assistant. And let me just be clear. Anytime I say assistant, I really mean the boss of me. <laughs> because that my, my audience knows all about my just bubble wrap it concept. And, and so having people surrounding me to bubble wrap what's not helpful about me um, is ideal. And, and she really hammered it into me. This was forever ago. I mean, just forever ago, maybe 12 years ago or so. She would just say, okay, Amber, what needs to be done? Let's put a check in the box. And I'd be like, oh no, we got to do this first. And that, cause I'm the visionary, I'm the big picture. I'm the strategy person, all that kind of stuff. And then she's like, what do you need off your plate? Let's put a check in that box. And then right. she would literally come into my office and say, I, I got this done. And she would check it off in front of me. And she said, doesn't that feel good? I'm like, that feels so good. Uh, <laughs> that brain, like that yeah. mess in the back of your brain of all those things that you're putting off because they're just, I can get to it. You're right. No. And then, you know, I'll, I'll throw the name out first because I know that we were going to, it's going to come up, but Chaco is my, one of my heroes. And so my whole life is based on his book, Extreme Leadership. <laughs> and so acting at the speed of instruction is just another form of prioritize and execute. Yeah. You know, so just because, you know, something needs to be done, well, where does it fit on the scale of priority? Yeah. But it's the execute part that really is where that acting at the speed of instruction comes from. Yeah. So let's talk about, I know one of, one of the key concepts that you, that you talk about is really becoming more proactive than reactive. And I agree with that, but I, I, I'm curious at first, I want to just hear you, your take on that. And I also, as like a sub point would love to know there are some people who are just naturally wired to be more reactive than proactive. You know, I use psychoanalytic tools and predictive index is one of them. So if you're A over C, you're proactive. If you're C over your A, you're reactive, but you need to be proactive in business. So how do we do that, Jeremy? Well, how do you do it is to tell yourself it's a series of messages that you program yourself with. Hmm. It's changing your vocabulary. You know, instead of um, I can't, it's, you know, I can, and it's how I can't do it because of A, B, or C. So then you would change it to, I can, if I do A, B, or C. So it's just changing your whole outlook and the way that you speak to yourself. Um, nobody can ever kind of make you mad. You know, that kind of thing. You made me mad. I allowed myself to get angry or frustrated or irritated. So when you know that, it's not anybody can do anything to you and you understand that you have control of yourself. That's where that proactive mindset really starts kicking in and you'll change the way you think about everything. Um, it's a stoic kind of mindset too. If you read uh, uh, meditations, which is uh, a book about um, what's his name? The guy uh, from 2000 years ago. Um, 
Yeah, uh, darn it. I got all my books over here. I was like, I know you have that bookshelf behind you, brother. <laughs> He's over there. I forget his name, but uh, it's called Meditations. And it's not about meditating. It's about the Stoic philosophy, but it's very proactive. Uh, getting up in the morning, you know, just think about why do I have to get up? I'd rather stay here. Instead, what do I get to do today? You know, popping out of bed and, yeah. you know, just knowing that you plan the night before and you know exactly what you're doing when you get up and, you know, you have your routine. That's all proactive stuff. Yeah. And so that's kind of where it all comes back together. It's just how you're programming your thoughts. Well, and so there's so many layers there. And and the first one is really about um, uh, learned behaviors. And I think we talked about this a little bit on your show, but I am not inherently the most dot your eyes across your T's kind of person. I'm just not, and, and I'm not wired that way. And there's nothing wrong with me. That's just not how I am. I'm great in other areas. So when you have a child at 16 years old and you've got to keep this other human alive and thriving, not just alive, but alive and thriving, uh, you learn to dot I's and cross T's, even though you're not naturally wired to do that, those learned behaviors. What I'm hearing you say is like, psychologically, it's up to you to learn that behavior. Is that accurate? Yes. And to be, you know, uh, consistent about it. Yeah. You know, you're just much more pleasurable to be around too. Come on. You, you, who wants to be around someone always negative and always yeah. reacting to every situation when you're for proactive, you tend to be just more of a upbeat, positive can do personality. And believe me, there was nobody more dark than me. I grew up in a very, very, very toxic household. My house was like shameless, like on a scale of one to 10, shameless is a 10. My house was an eight, mm. you know, always drugs, always booze, always a lot of people, always parties, which was fun. But uh, a lot of uncles coming through and a lot of, uh, you know, behaviors, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff went on that uh, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. So I actually left my house when I was 17 and uh, was homeless, sleeping on my friend's couches for three years until I got my feet under me because it was so horrible. I've been in thousand, over a thousand street fights and probably over you know, a hundred or two sanctioned ring fights after I got into martial arts in my twenties, because I had so much rage. Mm. And now over time, learning how to be proactive, I'm physically happy. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you are a happy person. <laughs> I'm very happy. Very when positive. you say I used to be so angry, I'm like, what? Yeah. Well, don't, 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 don't come to my house while Fox news is on. Watch me, can watch me the news. <laughs> old habits come out. But for the most part, yeah, I'm very upbeat and looking at the positive spins. I'm re I'm a realist. Yeah, you know, I'm not a pessimist. I'm not a, a, a pie in the sky. Everything's crazy, rosy eyed glasses. I'm a realist, but it's a can do reality. Yeah. Well, when we think about the Stockdale paradox that was highlighted in um, Jim Rohn's Good to Great, it's it's about um, confronting the brutal facts, but not losing faith. And I think when you have had to confront teen motherhood trauma in your upbringing, homelessness. I mean, we share that in common. We've both been homeless. Um, when you, when you look at it that way and there's, there's a victim mentality that you can get into. And, and I'll be honest, I could fall into victim mentality. That's below the line energy as my friend yeah. Deb would say, or you can use what you learned and develop grit. Yeah, grit's can, a great word. Some mm -hmm. of my favorite words. Mm -hmm. And um, when I'm work when I'm working with people and helping them choose employees, 
and, and we get between two people, I'm like, yeah, but that I know that person's resume doesn't look as good, but that person has grit. Yes. Yeah. And there's a, it's, it all comes down to really simplifying life too. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, I lost 50 pounds and I tried everything. At the end of the day, I ate less and I moved more. Mm-hmm. And really is what it comes down to. That's what intermittent fasting is, eating less. Right. Because believe me, the four hours I eat a day, I eat horribly. I eat pizza, <laughs> chips, ice cream, uh, cookies. It, you know, my wife makes a very healthy meal that I eat, but I, I eat four or five snacks between five I was going to say, Christy nine. doesn't look like she eats that way. <laughs> no, she cooks me, you know, but I don't even tell you what she, I quinoa and, you know, Brussels sprouts and all this stuff. <laughs> and I eat it, you know, because I'm a good husband. But from at, from dessert to nine o'clock, 930, I eat four or five things. Now, I don't eat a whole gallon of ice cream anymore like I used to. I, I eat a smaller bowl. I eat frozen grapes, but I'll eat five or six Oreos and I'll go into some chips and I'll eat some nuts. But because it's only four hours a day and I'm a very active person, it allows me to maintain my weight. You know, I've been 220 to 235 for the last four years. And uh, I was 280. So for a long time. And so as long as I keep looking in the mirror and feeling okay, um, I can go ahead and everything is okay in moderation. That's right. So, you know, but I, I want to write a book, page one, eat less, page two, you know, move more. <laughs> Nobody wants to believe it though, because it is, it's all, it, I mean, you said it's, it's all, it's all mindset. It's all how you talk to yourselves, how you look at things as I get to, or I don't, it's not, oh, I have to, it's I get to. And yeah. when you have been in our circumstances, there are so many things that you realize are true blessings that you get to do that you didn't get to do before. So on that, I think you and I have some, what's that? Open up too, by the way, when you do that, the light world changes when you start acting this way consistently. And if we, if we want to get into kind of the woo woo kind of side of things, and it's really actually scientific and I can point to the science. Um, I'll have to think of it to get it in the show notes. What's that? Nerd. I know I'm a nerd. I am such a nerd. I'm such a science nerd. I love looking at metaphysical things and being like, and here's the science to support it. So of course, that's why we're friends. Like, I mean, can you be a professional speaker and a coach or a consultant if you're not a nerd, not a successful one? So the, the thing of it is, is when, what you put your attention on is what you are going to move towards. And so if you, it, it's very like, it's, it's a simple thing. It's on the wall in my house. Like we don't talk about the things that we don't want. We talk about the things that we do want. Cause if you talk about the things that you do want, you move towards those, your attention's on it. You think about it. If you think about the things that you don't want, you're going to end up over there. I'm just telling you. Right. And then Full you can take a step forward and start measuring the things you want. And that right. way you can know whether they're coming as fast as they can or whether what you need to do to get them quicker because you're paying attention to them and measuring them and what get measures gets improved. That's right. And that's again, both that reactive versus proactive thing that you, you beat your drum on. So that's fabulous. So let's talk about, um, we, you and I both have really strong wise, very, very strong wise. So when you say that you can develop your drive by examining your why, what do you mean by that? Because everybody thinks that uh, mo- drive is motivation, and it's not. Um, one of my favorite passages from David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me, is when he talks about an example of going running. 
So first they get get all motivated and want to go running. And they're going to take the running shoes out and they're going to go, you know, first of all, go on to Amazon and buy a bunch. And I just, just buy the water pack, you know, the yeah. camelback and buy that. So I never ran in my life. And I got all this running stuff, buy the shoes. And they come, I put them on and you open the door and it's raining, right? Or you open the door and it's 48 degrees. And you're like, yeah, tomorrow, you know, but I'm going to go because I'm motivated. And I and have all the motivation. gear. That's motivation. Drive is whatever you got, you can just throw on a pair of sweats, put on a shirt, put on shoes and open the door and it's 30 degrees and raining and muddy. And you just keep going and you go and run your three miles, whatever you said you were going to run because you have a drive. It's going to get you through the bad weather or something came up and and I don't have time to do it right now. No, it's what you want to do. And you're driven. You'll make it work. Maybe you run three quarters of it and get home a little earlier to get what you've done, but you're not going to not do it. So motivation is just temporary. And if you need to be motivated to do something, it means that you don't have the proper why. Oh, I love that. And then if you learn how to do the five whys, right? I want to be rich. Well, that's not a why. Well, I want to be rich so I can buy a lot of, you know, change my life and buy things that are nice because I live very poor as a kid. Well, that's not why. Well, I want to, you know, live nice so that I can provide for my wife and family and give them stuff I didn't have. Okay, go deeper. Well, I want my kids to think of me as somebody who worked very hard to get them these nice things because it wasn't just given to me. And that will provide them an example of somebody who works hard. Okay, one more. Yeah, we're getting there. I can see of, you know, to to let not just my kids, but build it into them so they can teach their kids how to do this so that ugliness that I grew up with is cut. Right. And now for the next five or six generations, I'm going to have hard working, positive, helpful, happy kids, grandkids, great grandkids. We're going to spread that. And that's how the, that's the, that's a drive. That's a why, like that's, that's a why. And, and it, guess what? Because that why you'll get all this other stuff. That's right. You know, this, but that it can't be that superficial. Yeah, because you don't want a bozo button. You're trying to change your generational story. Yeah, and that that, that comes, why do I want to go running? Because I want to be healthy and I want to feel good. And being fat and not able to tie my shoes without getting out of breath doesn't allow me to go out there and and if I'm a sales guy, make 100 phone calls because I don't have the energy. I'm lethargic. I can't think, you know, clearly. Uh, So now my why is going to make me go run. And I've, I've run. I've run in Dallas in uh, you know, 42 degrees in rain because I needed to run, yeah. you know, and it's I'm a so Florida guy. I never really thought about the difference between motivation and drive. So this is, this is new to me. I love that. I love learning new things. And as you were describing that, I thought back to last year during um, the stay at home orders um, when, when we were very unclear, Zero. what was, yeah, the, the bad, the bad word, that the thing. Um, and we were all stuck at home and, and so I, it, I was dealing with my own stress and my own uncertainty and my daughter has a lung disease. So I was clearly terrified because if you've read my book, the bombshell Businesswoman, you know, she was actually born dead and brought back to life and had to go to Vanderbilt hospital for two weeks. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, what's going on. I was worried about my son. You know, I mean, there's all these things. And then on top of it, the work that we do, I'm working with companies and individuals who are also hurting, who are going through all the same things. I'm pouring into them. I'm helping companies lay off their employees. I'm Mm. helping senior leaders who, I mean, there is a GM, I won't say what company of a hotel 
um, who was literally painting doors in the middle of the night at his hotel because there was nobody else to do it. Right. That's what I was dealing with. So I'm just painting the picture of like trying to support these people, trying to support people in government who were having to communicate nonsensical things. Um, you know, we're trying to like keep the public calm. So, so I started walking really like I turned into Forrest Gump, Jeremy. And, <laughs> and I was just like, I just walked to clear my brain. That's what I did first thing every morning. I had to get out of the house. I needed to do it in a safe way. And I needed to exercise. I'm a gym rat and, and I couldn't go to the gym. So I lift heavy things. Like I'm a big weightlifter and I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll walk. Prison weights. Yeah, exactly. So I started walking and then like, if it rained, I still walked. If it was freezing, I was like, Ur. and I yeah. got like, um, I ordered like temperature. I don't know, like that stuff. Yeah. This is what, this is how unfamiliar I'm with any of this. I put my <laughs> beanie on, I have my gloves on. Sometimes I'd walk in my Uggs. Like I didn't care. And I went every single day and I would go anywhere from seven miles to like 15 miles every yeah. day. It's and incredible. that came that's from, not, that's nuts. So, so many miles. I, so, and all uphill too, because the other thing I have a bad hip and so I can't do, I couldn't do like true, like heavy deadlifts that, that my body needs, like the light ones wouldn't work. And so I just went uphill for miles to build, to keep all that. Now that is not motivation. I didn't have to wake up and be like, you should do this today. Cause you want to be yeah. skinny. No, it's like, yeah. I'm going to lose my ever loving mind. If I don't do this, that's drive. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 If you, if you have to have the right music on in order to work out, that's not, you're not, you're motivated. You're not driven. Sing you to know, yourself figure sister. Out why you want to work out. And then that will make you work out no matter what. Yeah. I've always told people I hit the gym. So I don't hit you. <laughs> that's drive. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> yeah, you should. I have a tank top. I wear it to the gym, everything. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that was really compelling. That's definitely a tweetable. Um, and then, so, you know, I talk about branding a lot. We talk about personal branding a lot. It's the first step on the Velvet Machete leadership journey um, for that protocol that we have. But you say um, that you build your brand by building personal relationships and you're very specific to say personal. So tell me what you mean by that. Yeah, I probably wrote that in all caps because the way we do business now has changed because of the way everybody relates on social right. media. Yeah. You know, the B2B especially, um, there is a extremely large opportunity to build your business on social alone, especially on LinkedIn, because LinkedIn are business people. So if you learn the art of building relationships, your brand is going to be directly related to that effort. And so when you go and start connecting with people, especially on LinkedIn, and you just start going, hey, do you want to buy this? Do you want to do this? Do you want my service? Hey, yeah. well, that's just like uh, walking up to somebody at a bar and going, hey, or do you know, take, take a look. You want to buy a watch, you know? Yeah. Here, see, you want to watch, see? Yeah. yeah. So instead you go up to a bar and you go, Hey, listen, I overheard you guys talking about that. You know, I, that game last night with Brady and that was crazy. Right. I was talking to a friend and it, we have a pretty cool thing we were talking about with uh, knowledge versus execution. And now you're having a conversation. Same thing with LinkedIn. So you're going to see somebody on LinkedIn that you want to do business with. And then 
you're going to see something you have in common with them. Like they went to the same college that you went to, or they have this, you know, they have sports cars or they have a dog that you have, and you're going to send them a message before you connect with them. You're going to say, Hey, I noticed you have German shepherds. I grew up with German shepherds. Aren't they the best, you know, uh, would you consider connecting, you know, with me? They can leave a personal message. And then when they connect with you, you ask them to have a virtual coffee. Um, I'd like to get to know you. And then on that virtual coffee, you talk about personal stuff. You don't talk about business stuff. And then now you become kind of friendly, yeah, real high level. And what they're going to do is see your post and they're going to see what you do every day. That's right. And so by doing that, now you're building your brand because yeah. you in the relationship, but they're seeing what you're doing. The words that come to my mind is um, your actions speak so loud. I can't hear the words you're saying. Mm -hmm. so you're going to let your post do the build branding for you, but you're going to make relationships connecting a priority on a personal level. So and they, isn't it okay if they never buy you. from you? Because they can, they can refer somebody to you. They can um, right. provide a tool or a resource or, or a piece of advice. I mean, like introductions alone, forget about it. I mean, oh, let's say right. you don't even, don't even know somebody that you want to do business with just by making the right connections. You're going to, they're going to know people, right? The know me, like me, trust me. I know this guy. He's a good guy. The referral, mm -hmm. the introduction is the best way. So uh, yeah. that's that from building these personal relationships and not having commission breath just trying to <laughs> sell. <laughs> oh, you just killed me. You just commission breath. I'm yeah. dead. I'm dead. Another tweetable, Jeremy, stop. I can't. So <laughs> I'm stealing that. Okay. I will credit you, but I'm stealing that. So three times. I want three 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 mentions. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so that's like totally when I'm when I promote this episode on um, on LinkedIn, I'm totally using that because I have an inbox full of becoming friends with me and I'm getting better about like seeing who wants to link with me and just to sell to me. And I even have a video that I send out. It's like, hey, thanks for connecting. This is who I am. Also, P.S. Don't don't put me in some weird sales funnel like that's not right. what I'm here oh, yeah. for. Um but I could show you so many people who are like, hey, good to know you. I've looked over your awesome LinkedIn profile. You're very accomplished. I think I can help you with this, this, and this. And oh, I'm just yeah. like. Yeah. So now what I do with those, is I try to convert them. I pretend like I'm a, I'm a LinkedIn apostle, right? I go, hey, I can, I can change you. I don't do business that way. Thanks for reaching out. I use LinkedIn to build personal relationships. If you just want to pitch to me. I'm not that guy, but if you want to do a 15 minute call to get to know each other personally and see how we can help each other, I'm down for that. And I give them the opportunity and sometimes they reply, reply and sometimes they don't. Sometimes on the call, I do 15 minutes. So I don't, I know within the first two minutes, whether they're going to be selling to me or not. And, but I have turned a lot of people where they wouldn't have maybe thought that way by not just giving them the Heisman, but by telling them, sorry, I just don't do business this way. Uh, you know, that's not what I'm this far is brattier than that. When they try to sell me something, I go, oh, it's so nice to meet you. You should buy my book. And I link to it. <laughs> like what's good for the goose is good for that's the gander. Right. Oh, you're pitching me. Let me pitch you. Is that what we're doing yeah. here? Okay, cool. Here we go. You and can then tell I if it's a full pitch too. I just delete those. But if yeah. it's a real person, I will try to save them. And then if they don't, <laughs> they keep coming back. I block them. You're so nice. You don't, you must not get as many messages as I get in a day. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> 
<laughs> and half the time I do just delete them. Okay, so I'm off on a tangent now. Y'all know how I feel about that. It's just like, oh, I can't. I also don't sleep much too. So it's better to message people than to go on TikTok. Because you get, get lost for hours. <laughs> the worst stuff. though, the worst are the ones who um who go in and then they hit on me. And then I'm just like, no, go go get on whatever the swipey things are. You don't do this on LinkedIn. Can I give you, that's a great thing. Can I give the gentleman some advice? I'm a happily married man, but I'm a red blooded man. And there are a lot of words when I'm speaking to women that are used that are double entendres, a lot of them. And if you don't take the bait, if you could become uh, professional and 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 uh, and value the relationship. And believe me, it's hard. Oh, see, right there, perfect example. Right. I could make a joke of that, but if I just let it lie there and let it go, w- women notice that. Mm-hmm. Women will notice that. I've had a conversation with this guy eighteen times, and he's never said something smarmy. He's never, never said something. I will make jokes and I'll say stuff off color, but not direct it sexually to an opportunity because I'm married, because I have respect for the person I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. And it, it it makes you stand out. Mm-hmm. And, and there are places and times for that. It's not on a professional call. Mm-hmm. So just for what it's worth, it's... Yeah. Thank you for advocating for the rest of us. We appreciate you, Jeremy. See, I told you, this is my friend. This is my friend. So, (laughs) I mean, like, cutting up with your friends as a whole, like, whatever. Whatever is comfortable to you, that's fine. But you don't know this person. So, I'm I'm just as capable, but, uh, yeah. Not well, really his wife is also smoking hot, so he would never, he would never look another Uh, way. Anyway, so there's that. But, but. Care, sorry, I didn't mean to All the time. I don't want her going down that, that route. With them, you know, if I do it, then she's going to do it. <laughs> and that's, and then we don't have a happy marriage. So that's not good. Right. So um, we, we're kind of coming into the final minutes of this. And I know um, you, I'm, I'm torn between asking you, I think we kind of covered like the whole mindset issue, but I know that you, um, you really are about what's going on up here. So I'm going to plant that seed, but also just ask you before I kind of tell everybody, not kind of, I I always get onto my clients when they say that before I tell people with conviction, how to find you, uh, what do you want to leave our listeners with? If you can leave one final thought, we've covered so much good stuff and things that I haven't heard of before myself. So, well, you, yeah, you took out my money shots. Uh, uh, (laughs) I got, uh, I would just say that really, if it comes down to, um, get 1% better every day. Yeah. You're not going to be the best at everything around the clock at everything you do. But if you make an effort to get better at something every day uh-huh. and try not to make the same mistake over and over again, uh-huh. you're going to get 1% better. And then just in one year, look how much you can improve if you try to con- consciously improve one or two things for that year. So to open your calendar today, Go out a year. You don't have to wait till the first and just pick something you want to improve on it and just learn one new thing about that every day. I think that's uh, a piece of advice I wish I had a long time ago. I love that. And so I, first of all, that is such a great, like you began with that whole eat the frog mindset and you're, you're ending really with a similar concept. And and that is a do the one thing that really you don't want to do, but is, is important to get done now. And you're ending with, 
And by the way, if you, if you do a small thing every day, continuously like yoga, I, I'm not, I was terrible at yoga. Now it's like such a part of me and I, I'm going to give you a resource. So first I, I found um, the book online meditations and I don't even know how to say this cat's name, but uh, Marcus Aurelius. Aurelius. Thank you. Gosh, okay. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> So there's a lot of people, though, who write about it. And Brian Tracy is a good one to watch because I'm uh, not Brian Tracy. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of versions of that book. Look for a, a version because it's in Greek and it's translated. So make sure. Um, yeah, it said there's it there was like um, adapted for contemporary reader. Um, yeah. I wish I could find it quickly. But anyway, I'll give it to you after you put it in the liner notes uh, okay. in the comments. James but, uh, Harris is the translator of this, but you give me the one that you want me to share. Robin it. Waterford's a good one. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. Robin and then Waterford. your 1% a day philosophy, while not created by this particular author, and I'm losing his name too, because we can't keep them all in our heads. But <laughs> the book is Atomic Habits. And, um, and that is, it really digs into that, that small, little bit every day. So that would be a recommended book for me um, to, to just back up what you said. I always keep that near. Yeah. My budget coach um, who hopefully I'll have on the show. She, she challenged me to read it. And um, you know, because like many women in business finances are not my favorite, but it is something that I've really been dedicated to for a few years now. And, um, and, and you know what, when you act like the person that you want to be like, then you become that person. <laughs> it's just how it I, works. That's exactly right. So we can get in touch with you. I know Jeremy's very active on LinkedIn. So um, you're Jeremy Taurus on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. My name is spelled to risk and my blood <laughs> type is positive. So uh, there is, there's that. There is my scans. And awesome. basically, if, if you're watching this and you take your phone and just use it, uh, the QR codes there. But Jeremy, T-O-R-I-S-K, uh, is the, uh, the way you spell it. And I'm everywhere, you know, on LinkedIn and all the social media stuff, uh, YouTube and everything. Yeah, but, we'll uh, go back to that book because you've uh, offered my listeners a free copy, uh, a free copy of your book, um, Labor to Leadership. So how do they get, do they need to hop on a call with you or how do you, how do we get that? No, book? All they got to do is connect with me on LinkedIn and send me a little message. Okay. Saying, you know, I heard you uh, on velvet machete and I will get you an Amazon code worth five ninety nine, which is how much the book sells for. It's about the minimum, minimal amount I can sell a book for on link on uh, Amazon. Um, Cause I didn't write it to make money. I just wrote it to spread the, the story of, of my story. And also it's about business elements, how to not let business elements ruin your business. Cause you have to understand all the different functionalities of a business or else your business will fail. The first part of the book is my life um, story in a nutshell. It's the tip of the Asperg. All right. <laughs> still I can go into, but yeah, just LinkedIn uh, gets your code um, and you, you'll have it in, in a, just in a couple of days. Sweet. Well, we'll definitely link to Jeremy's website, his LinkedIn. Um, we will also do his Instagram, Facebook, all those things, the books that we talked about and anything else that um, is juicy and good and the quotables that he said and made me lose my cookies over. <laughs> Jeremy, I'm, I've gotten to hang out with you two weeks in a row now and it's just filled my cup. So thank you for being an awesome human and for sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll have to check you out on the show. It's called the GoProcast. Yes. 
it, it really just is that mindset. Go pro, whatever you're doing, go pro. And it's go pro cast. So look forward to uh, cannibalizing each other's uh, peoples <laughs> because we our peoples are what make us. Who That's we are, right. So. <laughs> all, all back to those personal relationships. Well, yeah, that's right. We are. <laughs> well, I won't get into that. <laughs> we are the um, we are part of the degenerates of a more professional um, group, but we're kind of the rule breakers, I would say. So, <laughs> also professional, just maybe maybe a little more rule breakery. So, yeah. y'all, thank you so much for joining us today. I know you have a lot of options in spending your time and listening and learning, and the interwebs are just you know vomiting with information. So. I treasure your listenership or your viewership, whichever way you do um, take in the show. And as always, we would love a rating or review in your favorite listening app or um, give us a like on YouTube, share, subscribe. And when I say share, if there's somebody in your life that really needs to hear Jeremy's thoughts, just pop it in an email or a text message and just be like, Hey, you got to check this out. And that's why we do. That's why Jeremy and I do what we do. We're not here for ego. We're here for service. So um, just take that to the next level and share with your, with your group. And we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. Mentioned resources can be found at amberhurdle.com. Be sure to leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast app and subscribe. So you never miss an update. As always, thank you to The Coup for our intro and outro music. See you next time.